just a bunch of witty banter. Good guy, Papa. That's beep. Good like okay, good. What's we, we up, proved. everybody? This is Woody Banter, episode number 45. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams. To my right, he's as prickly as a boggart. Prickly boggart. Hunter Dorset. And to my left, the man whose reference repertoire is so deep you wouldn't believe it, Brandon Lutz is on the show. Oh, what's up, guys? Look at this cool guy over here. Another guest. Yeah, another new guest. Another new guest, which means they don't know who you are, Brandon. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, all right, so I'm a... I guess I'm a senior in college, right? I'm graduating in May. Ooh. <laughs> you don't ask me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not from Texas. I'm actually from New York, so I came to school down here, and I'm probably going to stay. Brandon, is that leather? No. You're not going to do that? Oh, is that leather? Boom! Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, whenever anyone ever meets me in there, I'm like, yeah, I'm from New York. They're like, oh, where's your accent? And I'm like, well... Like, what do you want? <laughs> what do you fucking want? I'll roll Forget it about over. it, huh? Well, cool, man. We're happy to have you on the show. Have you ever done a podcast before? No. So, so this is frightening and exciting at the same time. Dude, we popped a lot of cherries on this show. It's like almost our, our go-to. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else do we go to? We grab for the beers. We do. Every episode we grab a beer, and then we review it. Today's beer. Hunter, what's it all about? What are we doing? So we're working with... Uh, Third Shift Brewery, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, and it's just their amber lager. Uh, on, on the bottom, it says Band of Brewers. I don't really know if that has anything to do specifically with this beer, but it's kind of cool. It's on there. Um, this is probably just... I've, so, first of all, I've never heard of this brewery. Okay. Have you? Uh, I've heard of Third Shift. In fact, I think I remember um, Tyrell telling us about it because it's like... When it comes to brewing beers, there's like the first shift, which is like the morning until oh, mid-afternoon, right. the second shift, which is like mid-afternoon until night, and then the third shift, which is like all the way through like the, the dawn, basically, the bowels of, of, of brewing. The night shift. Well, I'd, I'd go ahead and reckon that this is probably their flagship. It's just called their amber lager. Oh, it's a lager. It's not even an ale. Yeah. That's even a, more interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we, on this show, Brandon, we act like we know beer a whole lot. Like, our charade skills have gotten pretty good. Yeah. So, what are you going to be, how do you, just give us your history with beer. Um, let's see. I started my underage drinking binge when I was in sophomore year of high school. <laughs> this is a confessional, or? Yeah. Okay. Restricted to, you know, the Coors. The best. The yeah. best. Coors, the best. Basically, the best. Golden, the coldest beer, <laughs> and it is, it's as cold as the Rockies. So, I mean, I don't blame you. And then I went around, came here, and believed that Blue Moon was like the pinnacle of how beer got. You know, that's okay <laughs> though. We've heard several people who are like Tyrell, who it works at a brewery, said the first beer he really had that was like, oh, beer doesn't have to taste like Coors was Blue Moon. That was yeah. mine too, it's actually. A, yeah, and you as well. It's a mm-hmm. gateway beer. Yeah, yeah. It, it is nice. And then uh, I studied abroad in Germany. Yeah, you know, in mm-hmm. summer, mm-hmm. and you. Literally, you have to avoid beer if you're over there. Like, it's like you have to run away from it. Yeah, because it's like you're always exposed to it all the time. In fact, it's like oftentimes easier to get than water in a lot of places. Oh yeah, more than oftentimes. That was like the standard. Yeah. Well, like real long ago, I know that like beer was safer than water in a lot of places because it was had all the stuff happen to it. Yeah. Well, a lot of that is actually even the plague. You know, it's spread by water. And so when you're brewing, you're burning off all the bacteria and water. So there beer is actually a better option to do. Yeah. And then just because, you know, they're German and they can handle their stuff. Yeah. But 
yeah, tried all sorts of like Hefeweizens and Dunkels and this thing called a Rattler, which is like lemonade. Dude, the Rattler was the greatest mm. thing to happen to my summer. Yeah. Like, seriously. And the sad thing is like it's totally for women, but who cares, it man? It's delicious. God, it's for Chase. It's is it like a is it like a spiked lemonade? It's half kind of? lemonade, half um uh, like lager. Just I like remember a, having, I think, one in Houston before, but yeah, really? it was good. It was delicious. Dude. It was good. I, yeah. It was like that perfect uh, afternoon drink where you didn't have to yeah. feel like an alcoholic, yeah. even though you were drinking. Even though you were getting you a know, little tipsy. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, great. So you are at least have been exposed to different sorts of beer. Yeah. So that's good. So Hunter, you've had a chance to sip it and smell it. What do you think? Um, I actually haven't done a whole lot of either of those yet. Well, first of all, we can talk about the color while he's checking it out. It's, uh, it's not as deep as I expected, like a, as a deep of brown as I expected for a, a, an amber, a little bit lighter, like a lighter uh, orangey brown, and it's super filtered. Super filtered. Super filtered. Like one of the most clear. filtered beers yeah. I've ever yeah. seen. It just looks like water almost. Clear as hell. Um, it's, it's light. I feel like it doesn't... Um, there's not a whole lot to say, honestly, about it's it. It's super drinkable, it's, man. It's, it's, it's sessionable. It's straightforward. It's, Do we it's, know what the ABV is? 5.3 alcohol. How did you find that? I've got laser eyes. I literally looked. You saw at the beginning of the episode, anyone was watching, I was yeah. like searching <laughs> for this thing. Okay, La- laser well, eyes. 5.3. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, it's right in, on the bottle. Wow. Well, here's the deal. It's a lager, right? Okay. And that means, I think it's a... Uh, well, we're going to guess bottom fermented yeast that happens at colder temperatures. And mm. Tyrell was saying that with lagers, like with an ale, it'll kind of stick around in your mouth for a little while. Yeah. And like hang around. Lagers finish real clean and quick. Good. That's and what I, this does. And this is exactly what this does. Yeah. And so um, let's hold off on flavor profile. But just for now, it's super drinkable and it finishes really clean. Yeah. Like clean yeah. and easy, which I'm enjoying. It's pretty smooth. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, uh, I guess it's news time. Are we gonna are we gonna dive right in? We're gonna head first, man. Cannonball, a cannonball or can openers? Cannonball. He Lame. was looking for a can opener. I, I was. Can, I can tell you, after knowing him for twelve years, he's a big fan of the can opener. They're pretty. Well, they're pretty good. They're running the shipments. So. Uh, it's true. <laughs> I'm at the helm. Okay. Well, this is Woody Banter. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, so I'm actually, for today's news segments, I'm just going to articles that are written on the interwebs. And so oh, we're going to cite oh, these and just uh, just quote some things, right? The Matrix. So first order of business, before we get to the larger elephant in the room that I'm bringing, this is something that's a little, <laughs> this is something that's a little more pertinent to Hunter and I's history, okay. mm. but um, I like to get your take on it as well. But Apparently, a new Guitar Hero game is going to be coming out at the end of this year. It's like the no. 20th one or what? After a, long, after a five-year <laughs> dry spell, when that gaming genre collapsed harder than anybody's ever seen, it's coming back this year. Well, because the Carpo Tunnel's finally settled. People are yeah. not like, oh. stuck like this. <laughs> yeah. I'm if, anyone would have, if anyone wouldn't have gotten it, it would have been our friends group, for sure. Yeah, so for some quick details, sources who are close to the project say that... Um, they're, they're going to reveal it officially at E3, and uh, it's going to be for Xbox One and PlayStation 4, and it's set to come out sometime uh, this year, so probably in the fall. And they're going to make a new game that's going to have a quote-unquote more real, realistic style as compared to like its cartooniness. Okay. And then on top of that, they're also going to remake peripherals for it. So you have to buy a new plastic guitar all over Yay! again. Woo! Now, this is why I, I'm interested, right? So... Guitar Hero is like a staple in not only in our friendship, but probably in our personalities. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a landmark moment 
Probably like you, you as well. I mean, were you a Guitar Hero gamer? I was the first one. First one I was all about. Like, it's a great oh, okay. I was Queen, like I learned, I found out about Queens of the Stone Age actually from mm, Guitar Hero. No one knows. Yeah, good yeah. on you, Guitar Hero. And like I still remember playing like Judas Priest and like Boston yeah, and, like, mm-hmm. all those others. Symphony of Destruction awesome. and stuff. Jimmy oh Hendrix yeah, was on there too with Spanish Casual Magic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah, so, no singing, of course, but yeah. whatever. So undeniably, <laughs> those games started out awesome. Great games. But mm-hmm. then, of course, Activision bought them and just, let's just make 15 a year. Everyone's going to have 19 different um, controllers. And so now they think it's a good time to bring it back. Now, I've got to be honest. Any any chance for me to play Guitar Hero is an exciting one. Um, I think new Guitar Hero is an exciting idea. But at the same time, are we really ready to clear out space in our houses and apartments for a bunch of plastic toys to play Guitar Hero with. Like, I just want your knee-jerk reaction. Does, are you, does this excite you in any way? No. I don't think anything will be what Guitar Hero 2 was to me. For me. I mean, I think that, I think that the game could maybe, like... I think they might be able to improve some mechanics on the game, you know, as far as, like, consistency with uh, hammer-ons and pull-offs and stuff. But, like... I just feel like having the right songs in the game is such an important part of the game being good, and I feel like they're going to make it as commercial as possible. Whereas mm-hmm. like in the second one, it's, it had just gotten enough notoriety to be like on the scene, but it was still kind of like, Felt like a back alley. Yeah. yeah, it was still like back alley kind of songs, and like those ended up just being ones that you can play over and over and over again, and since you don't hear them like on the radio and stuff, like yeah. you don't mind playing them over and over yeah, again. Yeah, I mean, and my whole issue with it is, I mean, it's great, and you like there's always the songs you're excited to see the playlist and like what you can actually play with, but in terms of... Like making the game wholly, like holistically different, you know, whether it's the fifth one or the first one, mm-hmm. you know, there's not much they can really add at this point that would really truly make it like revolutionary. I think Rocksmith was like. I was going to bring best, that up. When they, you know, when they said we want to go for this more realistic approach, I'm like, I wonder if they're trying to take cues to Rocksmith. Because Rocksmith has done fairly well. Like it's definitely successful. They've made the second one and it's, it's only getting better. Like they're. They're able to make money and do additions, and their their vision for it is expanding. And I wonder if they're if Guitar Hero is now like being informed by that. In now, a lot what of ways. what can you do in Rock Vision that you can't do in Guitar Hero? In, in Rocksmith, yeah, Rock Rock Smith, so Rocksmith comes with this little dongle, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Comes with a dongle, and you can plug any guitar into it, and really? you play it either on Xbox, PC, whatever, and you play it with a real guitar. It teaches you real chords, real notes. If it sees that you're doing bad in this one part of the song, it's like, let's step back and you're going to do this chord practice and you're going to practice these chords and all that. It teaches you guitar. It's just a fun, gamey way to learn guitar, honestly. And a lot of people have stood by, like, its successes with actually teaching them. Absolutely. And if anything, what it does do at the very end of the day, all those kinds of games, is it gets people interested in music. Which is, yeah. I I mean, it is a new new generation that is going to be exposed to guitar hero, right? Like, think about the high schoolers. Who are going to be playing it for the first I, time? I want to say it, you know, like I want to have my kids have Guitar Hero. Yeah. yeah. Like I want it to be available to my kids just because, like, that would be something that, you know, we could both play and actually enjoy. Yeah. You know, and, and like growing up, it was in my house, you could either play piano or you play violin and you do it until, like, pretty much you're in high school. Mm-hmm. So my sisters did piano and mm-hmm. I am like, cannot handle that type of coordination so i did <laughs> yeah and i dropped out nice so there was a couple i'm gonna read you two quotes here these are from industry analysts um and this is their take on the announcement right uh so the first quote here says quote i don't see guitar hero slash rock band music genre coming back strong 
Uh, this guy, his name is Billy Pigeon. He says, success is possible, but expectations should be low. As while these games will sell again, the sales volumes will be much smaller. Value pricing the hardware and software would help, and it might also help if last generation peripherals were supported for gameplay on current generation systems. So this guy's basically like, I think they're going to sell, but don't get your hopes up. You know, like it's not going to be. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, be yeah. skeptical. It it does have room for success, but be skeptical. Yeah, and I I, I kind of fall in line with that one as well. And then the last quote I want to read it says, "quote uh, There is definitely an opportunity for a revival of the music genre, considering the strong sales of the next generation consoles, the relative health of the overall commu- economy. Oh my god, <laughs> the relative health of the overall economy compared to when the music genre." Um, initially faded the broad appeal of the genre and the marketing IP power of the companies in the space. So he's just saying, like, look, you got a huge install base of new, uh, new gen consoles. People are excited to play them. They want to play things on it. It's also not the recession, which okay. I've read a bunch of analysts actually attribute some of the down downfall of not downfall. The gaming was hit by the recession as well. Okay, and so you know hmm. they're they're signing. Yeah, it's that. a luxury that yeah. yeah you can't really afford. I think it's good also just because it's really like I feel like you're oftentimes playing Guitar Hero with other people. It's very much like a social uh, a social event, maybe. <laughs> I mean, for people that aren't as hardcore. Especially rock band. Yeah. There were rock yeah, band parties, rock band. you know? Yeah. That was something you did every weekend, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah so I'm, I'm going to be interested just to see what it looks like. And when I first read it, I was like, man, you know, I if someone offered me the opportunity to play Guitar Hero, like, today... I would want to do it, but then again, wouldn't I just want to play like the old one? So mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to throw in my chip is skeptical as well. And typically right. Chase gets real, if it's a game that he knows and loves, I'm, I jump in board. But yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay back on this one. Yeah. I'm going to watch from the peripherals. Hopefully there's a little Periphery. less, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully there's a little less planned obsolescence with the peripheral stuff you have to buy. I mean, I feel like my guitars broke like, I mean, I played a lot, but. My guitars are break in like six months. Plus you know? the frustration when you mess up. You yeah, like playing Jordan, trying to five star Jordan was took out a couple guitars in or my what day. What was that one that no one could do? It was um six Dragon Force. Oh, Dragon and, like, Force. You just hear horror stories. People Dra- like, crying. Yeah, because they can't do expert. I just thing. like got to the point where like I couldn't get that part, and I was just like, well, I guess I'm not playing that game anymore. You <laughs> yeah. know, like it was seriously just like it was just like a wall. You know, I was yeah. just like, okay, well, I'm barricaded now. I got over that. Yeah, Chase, <laughs> Chase got it all. Yeah, Not as good as Max did. Okay, the next piece of news is a fairly big one. The FCC approves net neutrality and rules to protect the internet. So all of this net neutrality talk that we've had over the past season and other seasons, Hunter, has come to a head. Okay, and what was the ruling? So basically it guarantees that internet service providers won't be able to charge extra for things like and they just these are their examples. Uh, access to Twitch, game downloads, or MMO, or any services that can use a bunch of bandwidth. So you remember how we had like the concept of internet fast lanes these com- that these companies were were creating for people. Like if if you downloaded a ton of data or used a ton of data all the time, they would throttle you back. Yeah, they throttle you. Yeah. Right. Well, that's now illegal. Okay. So Beautiful. this whole um, the quote is. The action that we take today is an irrefutable reflection of the principle that no one, whether government or corporate, should control free and open access to the Internet. Wow. So that's their stance. I think that basically they're adopting the whole it's a uh, public utility. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, is that ruling – I mean, I guess the thing that I don't really understand about the whole debate is it seems like it's almost like a corporate versus regulatory thing. Yeah, which is exactly where the the, it's boiling But at the end, it's it's, – it's sort of a 
human thing. It's just about it's about citizens. You know, it's like they're making this thing. So I, I feel like there's still things to be played out from this. Like I, I, we still have yet to see what this ruling would actually mean. It's kind of what from, I, my, from I, my point of view. I, I totally guess. agree. I think the fear before the ruling was that you'd have these internet service providers basically make you pay a service fee to get preferential bandwidth yeah, or speed. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, when they already have some variations of that. But yeah, I totally agree with you. It's really, I think, at the very core of it, you know, how we and what we value as information and the freedom to access it mm-hmm. as people and as citizens, whether it's in the U.S. or not. Now, I will say the vote, so it came down, I guess, I don't know much about the FCC, but just reading this article, what I'm gathering is that they have a like council of five people and they all have mm-hmm. voting power. Five, wow. And uh, I mean, I'm sure it's like a bigger regulatory Broader. board, but these are like the head honchos. So the vote came down to a 3-2 decision. So it was, mm. it was a close one, right? Okay. Now, when you mentioned that it seemed to be this corporate versus regulation stance, I think you're hitting the nail right on the head, but I think that narrative frame is not the right one that should be like spotlighting this story. And one that I think is sort of muddying up what this decision actually means. Because in a lot of ways, it feels like the only reason that people were going for regulation or no regulation is because they were purposely falling on the sides of the political spectrum. Like, since I'm a Republican, say, I have to go for non-regulation yeah. or, or it was like vice a conservative versa. conservative thing, yeah. liberal but thing. I, I want to mention, like, even as someone who, like, I, I'm starting to become more, I'm starting to resonate more with, like, libertarian principles in that even, even under that umbrella, you still have things like people checking how your meat is made or making sure that pills from the pharmacy are tested so that they don't go out and kill people. Like, you have regulations that make sense. Mm-hmm. And if they make sense then they should happen, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's how I ultimately found it, like, viewed it. I mean, you have a new wave of content creation and entrepreneurship on YouTube who are, like, funneling content gigabytes worth every day, and these corporate guys are just throttling them, which is not fair, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely, and, like, based on that, so you know how YouTube is a subsidiary of Google? Yeah. So <laughs> I am in the advertising industry, and so there's a big issue coming up regarding that. And that's so like if you're a content creator on YouTube and you want no normally if this you is wanna, interesting yeah, if you want to sponsor somebody sponsor a product so let's say you know uh, we do witty banter on YouTube mm-hmm. and you have third shift come in and you want to talk about their beer <clears throat> and you mm-hmm. slap normally you can slap their logo up there and it's free and it's great and it's advertising for everyone and everyone's happy yeah Google is changing it so you actually have to purchase an ad unit are you on your me? channel. To put a logo up there. Text is fine. So you can say third shift. So we can't put this stuff on. So we can't even put this on there because it has a third shift six pack. Yeah, not without paying. That is ridiculous. Pretty much like a pre-roll on your channel. But like to a certain extent, like everything has a, a corporate name behind it. Like, you know, this wall, like would this wall just not be able to be in any frame of anything just because there's a bunch of different companies' logos on there? Unless you and the client or the, the advertisers or Shiner or whatever beer you have on there has an agreement with Google where they've purchased the ad space, you can't. That's you can only put a joke. Is that going Shiner through or is that like I'll is be, that like a iffy thing? No, that's like it's it's Google making the decision because they own YouTube. Dude, that's... What do you think about that? I mean, like, my question is, who do you think they're targeting? You know, you've got the channels with hundreds of thousands of subscribers, and maybe they want a little slice of whatever they're doing um, is a lot of money, you know? But then Mm -hmm. you also have people like us where 
we're just a little... 30 like, views, you know. We're a pimple on the yeah. face of fledgling <laughs> podcasts. But I don't know. We have 40... This is the 45th episode. That's true. No, I'm proud as hell. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm just saying, Let's like, this reminds me of even a Nintendo thing. Nintendo recently had this policy where if you wanted to lie, like stream their games, you had to give 100% of ad revenue to them on your channel. Really? And now they've what? they got such a backlash that they're making it where they'll take like 75% of ad revenue. So, and, and when I look at that, I think that's not the way to handle it, right? Because you have Let's Players, people like um, PewDiePie even, where that guy's that guy can make or break a game for you. He can literally sell millions of copies just by playing it. And when he, and as he's a big dude who has a ton of subscribers, so clearly Nintendo's going after him, and he's just like, I'm not going to play your games anymore. And so you have to think, like, do you want that extra ad revenue or do you want people talking about your games? And I think, and so in this case, like, do you want us to buy an ad space for this beer or do you want the beer people to, like, send their people to our channel and you're going to get ad revenue from it, from the more views, you know? Yeah, so how it works right now, as far as I know, is, like, in YouTube, Google will take 40% of any ad revenue... And then 60% will go to the content creator. Um, And the biggest issue I think about all of this is that there's a really big shift going on in the industry, in any industry with advertising, in the sense that people prefer to have other people's review. It's word of mouth pretty much. Yeah. They would much rather have a personal review of a product than have an advertisement put to them. And the only thing that's different about now versus, say, the 90s or 80s is that if you have someone review it on, say, YouTube... You know, it's the second largest search engine in the world. You have billions of people that have access to it. Right. That's incredible. And prior to this, you know, there was a what I see Google seeing as a revenue gap. You know, we have so many people utilizing our services, and we just could make a little more money if we, you know, slap mm-hmm. a quick little ad fee on that. Well, I almost wonder, like, you know, being the fact that we are the generation that was ushered into the whole internet revolution kind of thing, you know, YouTube was like super free, super open to everybody. They didn't even have like limitations on what you could put on there for, it seemed like when it first came out, then it seemed like there's like kind of these like multiple layers as far as like ad revenue and then this in order to make money and then this in order to make money. You kind of just wonder like if it gets to a point where it's like they have so many things where it's like, yeah, they have, they have such widespread power and billions of people accessing it and stuff. But like, are there just going to be other players that basically just did what they did from the start? You know, like make yeah, everything over. free. Yeah, just start I mean, over. Like, I mean, yeah, like Vimeo and all those other ones. I guess I I predict this is going to drive people to those smaller. That's what free I'm saying. Use That's engines. what shocked me the most about you saying that is like Google to me is always this like monument of. To me, like Google just gets it. Yeah, and this is not a move that like this is I feels it, prohibitive and not. It doesn't help, yeah. you know? I think of them as, like, the face of the internet. A lot of sure. people say that, like, Reddit's the front page of the internet. I say Google's almost, like, like the persona of the internet. the internet. Yeah. In, in a, I in mean, a they, sense. They're in, so, they're in so many other sectors beyond just search engine. And yeah. I don't think we see it as much in the U.S. because we have, like, Yahoo and AOL and all these other companies that mm-hmm. kind of help Bing, that help kind of regulate this out. Right. But if you go anywhere else in the world, and a lot of places in Europe... Google is not a very popular company. People That's actually despise that. It's crazy. They literally monopolize majority of the internet in terms of search engine marketing in Europe. And in fact, most of the EU countries that like use the internet often, uh-huh. Google has about a 90% or plus more market share 
Uh, search engines. <laughs> and I think in America they have like 67%. So Interesting. it's a lot. And I think it just culturally it's different. But yeah, it's a really, it's scary for some people because when they think of privacy issues and kind of like the freedom of the internet and who's watching you, like yeah, Google we, is definitely. We didn't even get in on that. That's like a whole other yeah. side of the thing for sure. But yeah, that's interesting, man. Um, I'm glad that we're talking about Google because our next story is about Google. BS. So check this out. We're just talking about them acquiring uh, other companies even in, in random sectors. Well, guess what? Last yeah. year, Google shelled out an estimated $400 million for a little-known artificial intelligence company called DeepMind. Since then, the company has been pretty tight-lipped about what's been going on in DeepMind's closed doors, but uh, we know right now. Apparently, they have been developing an AI that is playing and beating the hell out of classic Atari video games. So Pong will never be the same. Ever. <laughs> ever. Literally. I just thought this was a super interesting uh, story. So it's an artificial intelligence that they created, and they're, and they're watching it learn by giving it um, old classic Atari games. And so they're teaching it by way of um, like positive reinforcement and... All the game, all that the AI knows is how to play the game, mm-hmm. and that a high score is good. Okay, <laughs> and so like sounds like Chappie or something. I am consciousness. I am Chappie. I, <laughs> I want to see the. I want to see that movie so bad. Um, okay, so some of the games were uh, Breakout, Video Pinball, and Space Invaders. And what wow. it said was Space that Invaders. when this thing would play it, every game. 29 out of the 49 games that it played, it would reach 75% or more of the highest score in the world. So that's how quickly it was learning. <laughs> I mean, it's good, though, because if we're concerned about, like, alien, like, AI taking over, like, throwing them video games is probably, like, the best thing to do right now. <laughs> just get lost <laughs> in games. <laughs> like, like, don't worry about the weapons. Don't worry about, like, the Department of Defense. Just show like, World, World of Warcraft. Play, play, play Pong for, like, a couple of weeks, and you'll be fine. It'd be hilarious. They're, like, <laughs> they finally reach the singularity, and then we think they're going to, like, rule the world, and, like, we just, inter- just, and they're just, we they're just, just <laughs> introduce them to Warcraft, and they just literally... Warcraft. Just, it's oh. time. Time oh to go, God. like time to go to the world, and they're just stuck in their mom's basement. Yeah, like, I can't go right now. <laughs> like, totally not. That's hilarious. But yeah, so this thing not only so it would start and it would not do so well, and it would play the games over and over and over again until it was reaching these abnormally large, um, high scores. But it said that it was really good at doing like quick action games, like so Breakout, where you're constantly moving the ball and moving mm-hmm. your paddle, Space Invaders, blah blah blah. But it was really bad at long-term planning. So the game mm. Montezuma's Revenge, which has you uh, like... Right, I don't even Diarrhea. Know yeah, Diarrhea, just tons <laughs> of it. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know where that came from. So Montezuma's Revenge has you like climbing down ladders and then jumping and like planning your, your moves. And it would get zero score on these every wow. time. Wow. Oh. So that just kind of shows you where its weakness is at. And apparently what they're doing is they're trying to get it to learn through these are like the very first hurdles it's putting in front of it till it eventually can do things like drive Strategy. cars and do other things you know yeah and so i just thought it was cool that one it's playing games two it's good at playing games and three that that's even what they put in front of it for the first thing to do you know do you think that that was like the main purpose of the investment in mind whatever it is i mean it sounds like google just wants to develop an ai and i mean they're working on the self-driving car also, Every, like they're I, doing almost everybody things. is. I yeah. feel like right now. I don't know. Even Tyson's talking. GM is. <laughs> GM is. I know that Apple will be whenever they start producing their cars. And there's like random companies that I don't know about. I don't remember their names. I remember I was reading 
on the show episodes ago that other companies were doing themselves. Toyota. Cars. Yeah, Toyota's one of them. But uh, it, it, sounds, Tesla. it sounds like they're trying to train this AI so they can learn and understand more of it so they can use it in other applications. Well, yeah, imagine, imagine getting an AI that, like, you, you know had it overcome the strategy element of Moctezuma's Revenge or whatever, and, like, it was able to plan out, like, war strategies and stuff. Like, that's not what you would want. But <laughs> just, like, where our heads sh- go. But, but, but just imagine, like, if you have an AI that just has, like, the most amazingly efficient, amazing plan... And it's like long-term strategy. It's just it's like, like damn. the best Sims family. And then you could ask exist. exactly. You're yeah. like, don't la- like. Remember the last time you put fireworks off in the house? <laughs> We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> Instead, we want you to solve world hunger. <laughs> I almost kind of wonder if Amazon's doing something similar now that they're trying to get into like the sort of Siri, AI well, home they thing. Drone, they have the drone. Like the drop drones. They have the drone. Right? They also have the Echo, right? The is Echo. It, is the Echo. It's that like drone Echo. thing was a, a publicity stunt. Yeah. I, like, realistically, they they announced that they wanted to have drones delivering packages to every home. Stirred up all of this media buzz like the Sunday before Cyber Monday. You know. Uh, so bada boom. But I mean, imagine in 2020 though. Like, oh, could I'm they sure. do it? Maybe there'll be like a tube in my toilet where stuff pops out. Of. <laughs> Like your, your Amazon order. I don't know. You're brushing your teeth. Here's your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I just hope you can set the voices. This way. Here is your package, Mr. Williams. The robot's fantastic. like, Mom, <laughs> I need to get you from the bathroom. All right. That's all the news I got. Cool. That was so, a good one. Um, that was good. Let's take a quick halftime. A little break ski. A little break ski. Cool. Cool. Play patty cake. Beans. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. We'll be right back. This is Witty Banter. Don't forget to follow us at Witty Banter Show on Twitter and shoot an email over to wittybantershow at gmail.com. We are back. And we are here to talk about this beer that we're drinking. It's Third Shift Amber Lager. Brandon, I want you to go first. What are your hmm. halftime impersonations? You Impersonate this beer. Well... Let me just uh, sample it. Put a little guess guess on the spot, he's Daddy. A, he's a good sampler. There you go. <laughs> Dr. Seuss. <laughs> he's got, you know, he's got some technique here. Flow it in there. Um, like we said, it, it really goes down pretty smooth. Um, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's like a little hoppy. Is that, is that wrong? <laughs> is that a word? Is that wrong? I get a little bit of hops. Okay. Hunter, what do you think? I don't get any bitterness. <laughs> it just seems like str- so straightforward to me. It's just sure. like... All I get is amber and a washdown. But what is the amber? You know, like what is that? Like I don't even know. Like I don't know. I don't know what specific notes to draw from that that like contributes to the amber that you get. I don't sure. know. I don't know what you know the taste is. But what it's I, amber and it's short. What I'm sort of getting, and uh, I'm a little stopped up. That's not helping. Yeah, um, I feel you. That's my almost my life. That's rich. <laughs> the uh, the smell. Is the only time I get the hop, you know? Like, I'm going to say that there's definitely hops in there. There's, there is a little bit of bitterness like balancing dry, dry this beer out, you know? But the the flavor I'm getting is like a very muted, subtle, almost like toffee, you know? Like, okay. It, it is, it's, the malt is there, but it's light. Uh, it says it's a lager and it ends real quick. I feel like this beer is more about drinking than it is tasting. You know, I agree. This, yeah. is, this I agree. beer is about washing beer down. You could you know? for sure chug this without an issue. It's like exactly. It's like a good mix between having like a Budweiser that you just want to throw back and like 
a craft beer that you can taste. that you that you're trying to you know sniff up and get all into Be you know sniffy, yeah it's sniffy, a nice little juice. mix between those two. But I think it's good. I mean, I'm enjoying. Nothing it. jumps out that makes me be like, "This is amazing." But it's it's definitely straightforward, and like, there's nothing really bad about it. And how I we, we kind of like to pin the situations and stuff. I will say that throughout this conversation, I have just been sort of going to this beer more often than I do normal beers. Like I'm drinking this beer. Mm-hmm. And me it's too. Enjoyable, I and mean, it's just happening. You know, I'm not really thinking about it, but it's good. <laughs> Mostly because it's I just... free flow. It's just, uh, there's so much <laughs> freaking zen in this house, man. God, the feng shui. We zinned it up today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon zinned up my toilet the second he came in. I, <laughs> I asked, man. I was like, I, I'm happy to be here, but God, it's been really rough. But God, I've got to let some zen out. Okay, <laughs> we're going to move right on to our segment, guys. <laughs> we're going to do a little throwback here. We haven't done one of these in a while. And yeah. I figure since we oh. have a new banter on, we should do a Get to Know Your Banners. Oh, hey, my name is. <laughs> hey, oh, no, you, no, you no, go no, first. My bad. What, Have what's I your favorite? You um, I'm Wait, sorry. You don't what think... was that? Get, Get to know your banners. banners. Boom. Booyah. Now I'm gonna bring a question. I got the question. This question is gonna need a little setup, right? I need to make sure that you guys and the audience are on the same page as me here. But I think it's gonna be one that you guys understand and are gonna be excited to answer. Okay. Righteous. We've all played Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh yeah. We no, all know. What is that? Hunter. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, God. like, but with you, there's that moment of doubt because because the games, you don't know. <laughs> Always do this, man. Everyone knows what Super Smash that's true. is. That's true. Come on, don't be silly. We know about the character Kirby. Yes. Oh my God. Pink fluffball. When, when Kirby sucks in somebody, he bloop steals their power. Okay. My question is, Kirby sucks you up. What power does he have when he presses B? Hmm. Oh my God. That's a good one. I like oh. it. You know. I mean, are, are you trying to think of like when he when he presses B, what attack is he going to use? That's, yeah. that's your flavor attack. He's some, yeah. Like he's he got your attack. What is? I already know mine. Damn, that I quick. already know immediately what mine is. What is it, bro? Go for it. Are you going to make me go on the, on the spot? I mean, if you've got it, I'll let y'all kind of uh, brainstorm and stir up some ideas of yourself. My move would be um, it would involve music. Okay. And it would basically be almost like a whip, but like as you hit this guy with the whip, it's like piano keys doing like a slide <laughs> down. Like... That's pretty sweet, dude. Yeah. And maybe even like it grabs him and you can bring him back. Yeah, almost like uh, Samus. Like a, yeah. Like yeah. A, yeah, like a scorpion. Like the grab shot. Yeah, and, 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 and like as as you hit more, like the pitch went up. It's like... Yeah. It's actually super good. Like, well thought out, damn it. We're going to look like chumps now. Okay, well, God. I mean, now y'all got to speak so up now. So this is based on like what we're good at? Uh, anything, yeah. Okay, so my attack, if you press B repeatedly... Would be pretty much like you be spitting out, I guess, in the same, I guess, like words that don't make sense because I know a lot of like gibberish. So, okay. like, you'd be speaking gibberish to them and they'd be incapacitated. So they'd be like confused and Because they have no like... free, it's like Jigglypuff falling asleep. I was you about have to say, no yes. idea what they're saying. And you're just like, ah, oh, just, you know, screw it. I don't like you pass out. For just a hit bit. me. Brandon. Just because. I like frequently and to my like, distaste from all my friends, like I just speak in random languages sometimes. <laughs> Not because I'm possessed, but because I'm a loser. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Self deprecate over here. Uh, and yeah, they're just. So like, you would sunk. just like confound this person with like crazy. Yeah, it's kind of like confuse sound. Ray if we're playing Pokemon. Okay, okay that's good stuff. Yeah. This is good. You guys have 
we've already got like two different camps of attacks. You know, we got like the one that knocks people out. We got the straight up attacking one. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mine is going to be even different from both of those. Good. Which I like this. This is really, this is a roundabout cast. We're hitting our bases. It's beautiful. When you press B, Kirby goes into like a parry mode. For like a mm. short window of time, he like, mm. he, he gets ready. Ooh. And if you hit him in that window, he just, bam, and he gets you back, right? And it does like triple the damage or something. Like whatever you were coming at him with, he oh, triple damages and like sends it back. Oh. So I, it's like a mirror effect almost. Right. Because I feel like I am decent at quickly making it look like I know what I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. okay. whether or not I do. Being on your balls or your feet? Yeah, so if yeah, someone comes like... at me, I just take it and then I throw it away. You know, <laughs> and that's what I do. Bam, right in front of your face. You don't know what's going to happen. That's very, like, monkish, very ninja. Oh, yeah, break, break the... What is that from? Napoleon died. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Dude, every night at the wreck, the song that he dances to in the end. Really? Comes no on. way. This what are they doing over there? Is for and I'm just like in the weight room, like, oh my God. Doing Dance. it, doing yeah. the, You want to talk about routine. weird? Yesterday, like I said, at like 5.30 in the morning at the gym that I go to, it was fine. People were like casually doing power cleans and snatches. And um, <laughs> PYT. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Comes I on. love that. So song. people are like throwing up like well, 285 on snatches, being like, "I want to love you." <laughs> I love, I love uh, Michael Jackson, dude. MJ's my dude. Oh, I was about it. I was like, we could just. Keep, oh, like, you're about it. On. I was, I was new because I'm really not about like the hardcore rock when I work out. I like being yelled at. You like the trance. Yeah. So doing the trance. So when this guy would come hang out with me in the garden and I would read, he would put on the Oblivion soundtrack music and fall asleep. What? Yeah. So he would have this beautiful music on. I'm just sitting there reading. Brandon's asleep in the flower beds behind me. That's actually accurate. Now that's Zen. He's got, that is Zen. Oh, man. Woke up and I was like, am I in a kvatch or what? What day is it? All right. Brandon, uh, you're in a very rare position right now because not only is this your first time to be on a podcast, you're also the first time, you know, first time guest here, but we also have mail today. Oh, boy. So let's head over to Nick's Mail Corner real quick and see what we got. It's Nick's Mail Corner. Mail. 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 It's like Blue's Clues up in here. Mail time. <laughs> All right, now, Brandon... I know that whole song. <laughs> typically, we don't get mail. And when I mean typically, I mean, like, if I were going to place bets on, like, bet a kidney, even, <laughs> I would... I bet would, your body, man. I would bet no, that for mail. My bet would be that we don't get mail. Exactly. Um, and when we do get mail, it's it literally makes my week. Oh, you appreciate it. lights the it. fire so of our souls. I really do, because this hour of my week... Much to Carrie Shook's disapproval is the best. This is my best hour. It's of your week. sense of validation. It seriously, is now when we get mail on this hour. That was so good. When we get uh, mail, man. Kirby, bro. Yeah. Press that B button. Okay. Boom. Now we got mail from David Wilson again. Okay. So yeah. David, okay. Thank David, you, David emailed in last week, um, and so this is what David says. He says, "Thanks for the shout out." I heartily approve of banter and that they're stroking my ego. Huh. And now, his beard, if and we his can. Beard. So, Brandon, every time we get mail, if it's your first-time mailer, we spend a good minute or two talking about how awesome you are. Even if you're calling it you or do mailing it yourself. in just to tell us. I actually sent mail. You did? I did. When? I asked a he asked about the color, remember? Oh, that's right. If purple wasn't a color or something like that? I think I asked you like to eliminate a color. That's what I it was. was before the war. Ooh, we know it was okay. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Things have changed. <laughs> so, David says thanks for that. And now he's going to weigh in on our little debate. Hmm. 
our lion versus bear debate. Thank you, David. Ooh. David's got the bear. Come on. <laughs> David says, while I'm a little behind on my episodes, I felt I had to give my two cents. While the battle would truly be epic, it is plainly obvious that a bear would win against a yeah. lion. Let's go. David's my boy. Yeah. He says, a bear, a bear weighs upwards of twice the amount of a full-grown lion, and one swipe of a paw would knock it senseless. Anything senseless. He admits. He says, while a lion may have cat-like reflexes, those bears will catch a salmon in midair. <laughs> so clearly, they aren't <laughs> lacking in speed or reflexes. Then he says, without deeper analysis, this makes the bear the decided winner in my book. From David Beep Boop Wilson. Oh, Beep Even Beep Boop. This Gosh, is so interesting because so both of them are like notoriously lazy. Or like, I think lions more so often. <laughs> Literally, the men do nothing. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. women... Hey, a lion is the hunting packs. Take, go take, take out care of stuff. Get, yeah. He literally chills up in the savannah all day. Mm-hmm. The bear is PTFO for a whole season. That's true. <laughs> the lion can just ninja that guy. And Come like on. when he's sleeping, and then when he comes out, like especially if this cubs around, like oh, you gotta get the hell out of the way. Yeah, you guys like, gotta poop. I just saw something stupid on Spike the other day of like ways to die. Actually, of there are, there's a, a thousand, thousand ways yeah, to die, whatever. Actually. There's a guy <laughs> who was at a zoo, and he wanted to take a picture of a bear, and he was like, yeah, let me just hop on in here and get a bear, because they're so, you know, they're not going to kill me. Mauls his entire, bit, like, just, he's dead. Like, he's yeah, dead. He, oh, he, he hopped in? Yeah, he hopped in. Um, I don't feel bad for him. He no. dies. Okay. No. The picture was probably great, Gene, though. Gene Pool <laughs> improved. Like, Snapchat? Yeah. Check this bear out. <laughs> the things we do. That's yeah. called Darwinism. So I'm, I'm assuming mm-hmm. that you're, you're in the bear camp. Oh, bear. Damn. I also hate cats. Like I'm just gonna be. Oh, I hate honest. cats too. Like, I'm not a bigot, but cats can li- are literally like the worst. Thing See, I used I grew up saying, claiming I hate cats. I don't hate cats anymore. I just highly, highly prefer dogs. They're just like bad roommates. You but know, I knows? I accept that felines have like an uncanny set of abilities that are like they're really awesome. They're that are just watch. really cool. Yeah. Watching them jump from stuff is pretty impressive. Yeah. I will say. Yeah, so, you know, good. a 600-pound lion doing that, that's not impressive at all. That'd be incredible. But the thing is, like, they wouldn't do that. I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, this is a fight for their lives. It's not like uh, they just run into each other and, like, are they interested enough to fight each other? It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like you put these guys in a ring. They both know that they're either going to die or win in this situation, and it's like a big grizzly bear and the biggest male lion. I don't know. I just think... I just think that the mass itself, and and plus, like I think that you're, hi- I think that most people when they say the lion are highly under, underestimating the bear's ability to be able to like react to stuff. I actually saw a video yesterday when trying to find evidence on this thing. <laughs> um, it wasn't against a lion. We haven't spoken to each other in weeks. <laughs> We're divided. It wasn't against a lion, but it was against a pack of wolves. Okay, oh, and it was like six wolves against one bear. That's like fighting and- six. Foxes. Do you think you could beat six wolves? I could beat oh, six foxes. I could try. Do you think that you could beat six wolves, Chase? I'm not a bear. Okay. Six foxes. Well, like, you talk about basically, the size they would difference. have like they would have like they would have like you know three wolves come from different sides, even from behind, and he would just like spin around and just like be putting his paw out in there, and they'd just be like, "Oh man, we can't be hit by that." Well, come on. we got to say that so far the witty banter scale is greatly tipped. 
for Bears. And unless we get another person arguing for Lions by next episode, then it's settled. The blood match is settled. And we'll introduce a new blood match at the end of the settling. I like it. It's going to be a reoccurring segment. It's just, yeah, just you don't mess with the North, like ever. Everything in any (laughs) type of TV show or book or... Yes, on Animal Kingdom, like you don't, you don't <laughs> fuck with the North. It's true, man. <laughs> really I, true. I like that. See, that's the kind of thing. John like Snow. I, I can get behind that argument. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go and um, let's put numbers on the spear and get out of here. Let's articulate. I don't know if that's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm gonna go first. Okay, cool. This beer is not a scrimshaw, but Definitely it's not. not far from it, in my opinion. Really, you're it, gonna go that low. Not, I mean, no, I'm going to go higher than the scrimshaw. I'm just saying. Scrimshaw is a synonym with mediocre almost for me. Dead center. It's a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's vanilla. It's just eh. This this beer doesn't lend itself to much flavor in my opinion. Mm -hmm. That might be my horribly stuffy nose. Probably is. But I'm working with a handicap and I'm still going to go with it. Now, the smell is just like, hey, that's a faint hop and Mm. um, maybe a little bit of candy. And then the the taste is, is a malty... Faint hoppiness to me. I really like the finish. I like how that lager finish is clear and crisp. Yep. It doesn't hang out. And uh, like I said, this beer is super drinkable. Like I said, the whole conversation, I find myself grabbing my, my pint glass, throwing back, a, throwing back a swig, and being happy with it. So I'm going to give this beer a 6.5. Cool. Awesome. Uh, who do you want to go next? Brandon. Okay. Um, like we said, based on my very varied experience with all types of beer, I'm going to say it's definitely above a Bud Light. There you go. That's a step. <laughs> That's a right? good start. That's a good start. That's like the one, right? With I think we gave Bud Light a like 2.3 or 2.6. Nah, I, Bud Light won mine. I know, but we it's still Frio, it. It's like Frio. I got like a 4.2 for my Bud Damn, Light. Damn, dude. Mm. That's almost a scrim shot. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like it because it's efficient and I'm pretty fast. There you go. Well, dangerously. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's like a six. Boom. Okay. The first number from Brandon is a six. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Now. Speak your mind. A lot of what. Do you think? A lot of what, <laughs> whenever I, whenever I have a beer that's like this, right? It's not like so crafty and like you're just, you know, putting your nose all in it. It's not really meant to be one of those you're things. You're not cuddling up with it on the Like couch. it's meant to be drank. It's meant to be, yeah. I think it's more about the drinking than it is it's about, a party the, beer. about the yeah, feeling. Yeah. So I think that the fact Close. that it, it, it is, it has the characteristic and it finishes so clean and it is, it still has that amber there and it's, it's a, Nice, quick taste profile, and I have found myself drinking more of it than I probably do with most other beers. I don't have a whole lot of drawback. Sure. Which, for me, gives it a little plus. A little credence. Sometimes, like, you know, when I find a beer, it's, it's, it's like the drawbacks are the things that are knocking it down. So, uh, I'm going to give it a 7. Cool. Uh, I, I, 6, 6.5, and a 7. I could, I could take this beer again. You know, it's a good one. Cool. All right. Well, that's been Witty Banter, episode number 45. We're getting very close to 52. Yeah, that's that's his goal is 52. <laughs> I thought it would be 50, but then he was like... No, it's just too, you're just too basic if you do 50. Well, here's, you gotta make it like, you gotta be a basic different. bitch. Here's my reasoning. <laughs> we have 52 episodes of Witty Banter. You can listen to Witty Banter every week for a whole year, mm-hmm. and that's incredible. For the rest of your life, if you like. For the rest of your life. Again and again. I mean, I know I will be. Again and again. I beat some college, man. I'm just sitting there in tears listening to old Woody Banner episodes. (laughs) Or if you're me and you're driving every semester to freaking Florida. Yeah. You need 24 hours of entertainment. Mm. But yeah, it's it's getting close. We're getting on up there, man. We're glad that I you mean, were uh, able yeah. to join oh, this time, dude. Brandon. Thank you for being awesome. on the show, Brandon. We hope to have you again. Hope Absolutely. you enjoyed yourself. I did. We enjoyed you. 
being on the show. This guy is a pal for life. Okay. He is a pal for life. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and start the plugathon. Witty Banter is on iTunes. You can find us on iTunes by searching Witty Banter. Hitting subscribe, and every week our download will show up in your download queue for free. Free. We are the Moon Knights. We, <laughs> we are also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. We got our own website. It's wittybantershow.com. You can download our stuff there if you don't have iTunes. You can also email the show just like our best buddy David did. And David, you're getting your F1 segment pretty soon. Oh don't my you God. worry. Man. The email address is wittybantershow at gmail.com. Send us anything and we will read it. Seriously. And stroke your ego. <laughs> if you're here, we'll stroke something else. And then we're also on Twitter. We're at wittybantershow. I am at Bodacious Chase. Hunter, at Diesel Door Set. Brandon? You on Twitter? B underscore Lutz 22. Do you twat often? I twat and I Instagram. Oh. Do you gram it? A little column A, a little column B. That's okay, it. cool. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that's everything. That's all the plugs. I'm going to plug one more, or one, two more. Uh, go. Yeah, no, 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 no. Please do, because this is great. You got to go to this, guys. First off, I posted a new little uh, whatever thing on SoundCloud. Go check it out. SoundCloud.com slash Hunter Door Set. It's the best whatever thing he's ever done. Okay. <laughs> And then I also have a show tomorrow night. It's my first Sixth Street show, uh, playing with my band. Super, super duper stoked for it. So if you can come make it out, go to Sledgehammer Bar about around 9 p.m. on Sixth Street, and I will be playing, and I will give you a shout out. Oh yeah! <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's that. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Start! It's gonna go to band. Just kid. All right, we're out of here. That's been Woody Banter. Have a great weekend. Bitter <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>